With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. And Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't oh, suck. It never sucks, so shut your mouth. Oh, hi there, Al Dukes here. Jerry is off today. He went to a country music concert last night. So did I. You did? Very same show. Really? Yet here I am. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> PNC Art Center, Dirks Bentley. Jordan, uh, what's his name? Davis. Jordan That's Davis. Geo's guy. Come on, I know, man. I, I forget his name. All right. I knew his first name was Jordan. Yeah. You stayed for uh, both acts? I sure did. There were three acts, actually. Was not familiar with the first one. Oh, okay. Didn't you hear know, much of it. Do you know the name of the mm, first one? I'd have to look at it. Oh, right. If you give me a second. Yeah, I'll I give can, you a second oh, for I that. Pull that up for you. So that's cool. Yeah. It, did you, uh, I know Jerry was very concerned that, uh, you know, there were ideas because it was like 112 degrees yesterday in New Jersey that yeah. uh, he was going to get big thunderstorms. I'll tell you Did what. Did anything happen? By the way, before we, uh, Cameron Marlowe. Okay, don't know that okay. person. I don't even know if that's a man or a woman. I don't either, honestly, because <laughs> I didn't see any of the act. Anyway, um, yeah, so we did not get rained on, but I will say, as so I had, we had lawn seats, so we were way the hell back. Uh, it was packed, a ton of people. Um, I did see off in the distance, like over the trees, I was like, that's either a really extended fireworks show on a Thursday night or some significant lightning, and then sure enough, I'm getting the notifications, the Met games in the delay, and I was like, oh, okay, but no, it never made its way okay, good. over to where they had to, you know, send everybody for their cars or anything like that. Now, can you even hear anything in the lawn seats? Uh, but funny enough, you say that. So we started off to the side. There's like a family section. So we kind of went over there first because it was so packed. We figured we'd have a little bit more room to breathe over there. Um, but the speak, yeah, it doesn't pick up as well. But if you go center lawn, very clear. Actually, okay. more especially for the the singing voice. That's one of my one of my big pet peeves about going to live show. As much as I love live concerts, live music, I'm big on singers, and a lot of times they get drowned out, especially when it's a, you know loud songs and there's a lot of pieces to the band and you got heavy guitar and drums and everything. But these speakers at PNC center of the lawn, very crystal clear. Okay, good. Yeah. I've not sat in lawn seats in a very long time. Nor had I. Mainly because I I don't like people, and that, that's a yeah, real people yeah, area. Yeah, you would not have. It wouldn't have gone well for that's you. That's a real people area yes. out there. Where, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people inside also yeah, sitting in the own, seats. Your own seat. 
yeah. sort of a free-for-all on the lawn. Yeah, you the, can rent the chairs. You can't bring your own in. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they changed that since, oh, I, yeah. was a, since I was a kid. It's like 15 bucks a pop to rent a chair. Okay, so you rent the chair. Yeah, we did not do that either. So it was a lot of standing. Oh, yeah. man. And you brought your kids? I was going to go. Jerry actually extended an invite. That's the only reason I knew about this show. Because uh, I guess he had a friend who was sort of on the fence, but then the friend ended up being able to go with his, I guess, spouse or significant other. And then my wife and I were like, let's check it out. Lawn seats, 25 bucks, we're in. So we went with a couple of other friends. And it was fun, but a little, little nuts, a little chaotic. Yeah. yeah, I was looking at the Dirk Bentley set list. Looks pretty good. Yeah. I know a lot did. of those songs. It was, a, it was a good show. Enjoyed it. Five one five oh, somebody called the po po. That was, I think, second to last before the encore. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of a lot of uh, songs. He was into it. A lot of energy. Good band. They had some fun. Good. He seemed to really like Jersey and P. I mean, I'm sure they said it everywhere, but he made a couple Stone Pony references that he played there back in the day. Yeah. I was wondering when I saw somebody posting pictures of Dirk Bentley at Stone Pony. I was like, did he just roll up there after the concert? But oh, no, last night? I don't think it was they from must have posted back in from, the day. Yeah. Got it. That's what it must have been. Uh, so I guess the Mets season's officially over. They traded uh, David Robertson, and people see that as a you're now sellers. That is, is sort correct. Of, sort of the message when you trade your de facto closer. Yeah. That kinda, that's it. Kind of says that, you know, we got to play the rest of these games. We don't have high hopes for where it's going. And people also seemed upset at what they got back in exchange for him like that. Yeah. That we're still, they still had uh, plenty of time before the trade deadline. Perhaps mm-hmm. they should have held out for something more than two Marlin prospects. I suppose uh, to play devil's advocate to that, these teams that are, you know, more in the mix in contention might want to look, you know, we're, we need guys as soon as possible. This is a tight race. We're sort of on the fringe of it, so we need to maximize the amount of games we have with these reinforcements. I don't so, know if that's the case, but yeah. So do we expect that by Tuesday? Tuesday. Many other Mets pieces will I don't know fall? about many. I think the obvious ones are Tommy Pham and Mark Hanna. Mark Hanna was uh, asked about that after the game, and his quotes were very similar to what Robertson had kind of said in the days leading up to what happened last night. So I knew Verlander and Scherzer are sort of the names that people like yeah, to fantasize about. Yeah, that's what I like. About, I have a fantasy. Yeah, about. I don't. I don't know that they're going to be able to. to I would to, dump, to pull that off. I, I like Verlander still uh-huh. as a Met fan, but Scherzer can take a hike. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of aspects to pulling that off with a player of you know his age, contract. I I I I don't know. I assume there's a no trade. I know he said he would waive it. But, you know, you got to find the right situation. you got to feel like you maximize the return. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Maybe they will. I mean, somebody's got to start these games for the Mets, though. That's true. We do need some pitchers yeah. to go out there and finish a season. Yeah, they do. Now, Mark Hanna yesterday, the key uh, hit in the, the Mets game. fly after the 97-minute rain delay. Yeah, yeah, 97-minute rain delay in the eighth right? with the bases loaded for the Mets down or was a tie, was tie 1-1. 1-1. Tough spot. Wow. And then it comes me. just come on <laughs> and let's get Robertson. Robertson's warm enough to come in to close the game out. And then they go in for the rain delay and they're like, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe just take the rest of the night off. Oh, you're, you're you've been traded. You're uh, gone. Yeah. We've so, traded you. So we traded you during the rain delay. Yeah, pretty much. We've decided you're out. Have you heard yet? The, uh, the, 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 the clip of Alonzo finding out what they, Got for him. No. So Pete Alonzo, uh, someone went to him after the game? Well, he was answering a question about it, and then, yeah, it kind of came up. 
and uh, I enjoyed his reaction. All right. See if I can. There's a million cuts in the. We got a lot to get to. By the way, oh, is that right? You know that. I mean, your show sheet. It looks like a Monday. Yeah. You know, after the full weekend, there's a lot a, going on. It there. is a full show sheet it because really you got is. the NFL kicking into gear. You got baseball kicking into gear. You got a couple of other things. All right. So this was the long one where he's mid, right. mid answer already. Yeah. And then eventually gets to well, so what do we? Yeah. I mean, Robbie's. Uh, I mean, he's a hell of a teammate. Obviously, super talented player and. Uh, I mean, gonna miss him, yeah, for sure. But, um, but I mean, I, I who who did we get? A couple of rookie level prospects. Oh, okay. Well, um, well, I mean, <laughs> obviously, uh, want want to wish Robbie the best. I mean, he's uh, wow. I consider him a friend. I mean, it's awesome playing with him and. Love oh it. wow! Oh, uh, oh okay. Cool. So right. Uh, so basically, we, just shouldn't show up for work the rest of the right. year. Okay. So we got nothing for him. <laughs> got it. Now listen, I will say the word on these youngins is you know very high ceilings as you would hope for eighteen yeah, or nineteen. So. But you know, yeah, I understand the Mets want to rebuild. You know, stock the farm. What a couple pitchers maybe, but not not so much. So Max Scherzer will pitch tonight. Correct. Against, and those nice uh, black Friday night Met jerseys that they like to wear. Oh, against his former team, the Nationals. One of uh, a few, yes. Yeah. And the Yankees uh, play in Baltimore. Start of a big series and a yeah. big 10-game stretch for the Yanks. Oh, yeah. You Boomer keeps that. saying uh, the, the the next 12 games will determine your Yankee season. 12? Yeah, I don't now, know was why that, chose but that. But that was earlier. That was before the Subway Series. They played mm, two with the Mets. It was. I'm trying to think. It, it was. was. Yeah. It was Monday. These days all right. So he came back, you know, shot out of a cannon Monday. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking the they first Monday subway, off. Yeah. For from, for some reason, I was thinking the first Subway Series game was Sunday night. But yeah. you're right. So you're they right. played Tuesday, Wednesday. They had the split. Now you got three Rays, three. I'm sorry, three Orioles, three Rays, four Astros. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. let's see what you got. Yeah. This is it, man. So you got Garrett this Cole the tonight. Meal. Who's been so solid this year? He's been right? excellent, outstanding. I mean, you really awesome. can't say much in the way of a complaint. I got no complaints against him. Now, goes out tonight and lays an egg. <laughs> a little bit of a different story, right? Now, if we look, working his favor, by the time we get to Monday, there'll have been so much oh. to get. Well, it'll be forgotten. Well, I've forgotten about right. it, especially yeah. if they get a couple wins. It'll just be a footnote there. Yeah, it'll be like, hey, he wasn't yeah. great his last yeah. start. Yeah. Couple interesting other. I have a couple other baseball notes I'd like to hit you with while we're in the baseball situation. Oh yeah. Uh, one, there was an interesting, uh, almost brouhaha situation in St. Louis. Is that right? Yeah, Cardinals Cubs. And Did this not ha- see this. This went down in the first inning. Wow. First inning, CeeLo. So Cubs hitter Ian Happ. He's up at bat and uh, he uh, swings at a pitch and uh, cracks Wilson Contreras, the catcher for Former the teammate. Is that right? Wilson Contreras was with the Cubs, signed with the Cardinals in the offseason, and was dreadful, and they've been dreadful. So Ian Happ, on his backswing, gets him right in the right in the head. Okay. And uh, Con- uh, Contreras goes down and uh, has to come out of the game. So the Cardinal pitcher, Miles Mikolos. I think it's Michaelis. But Michaelis. I was, curious, I was waiting to see how you were going to. So he goes, uh, first pitch, he goes high and tight to Ian Happ. Second pitch, boom, right in the back. Wow. <laughs> to which... Not beating around the bush. No. Ian Happ, to his credit, took his medicine, as they say, and just was gave no attitude, just, just right walked right base. up. The umps got together, threw him out of the game. No Gone. warning. That happened uh, with uh, Pirates, Pirates Padres on Tuesday night, I think it was. A no warning situation? Juan Soto hit a bomb. 
and you know flexed big time out of the box. <laughs> yeah. Next batter, Manny Machado, right between the numbers. He was ticked. The pitcher even kind of came down and glared back at him a little bit. <laughs> there were no warnings initially. Umpires got together. Pitcher's gone. Manager's gone. See you later. Yeah, that was crazy. He got a three-game suspension, and Derek Shelton, the manager, got one as a result of the pitcher's actions. Because yeah. even the uh, broadcasters are like, uh, well, the umps are getting together. They'll issue warnings. Yeah, and nope. they're, and they're, boom. <laughs> see ya. Which was weird, too, because after Ian Happ hit him on the on the head with the bat, when he got up to get at, to leave the game, they hugged it out even, teammates. like you said, teammates. Yeah. So I thought that was all like... Miles Michaelis no. said, no, 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 no. That's... I got to get my pound of flesh here. Eye for an eye. He looks like a real ball player, Michael. He's knows. another mustache guy, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Does he, he still have the mustache? He does. He He's still has the mustache. And he just looks like, he looks like a 1970s, <laughs> right 1980s baseball player. Yeah. No nonsense. Someone's getting hit. I'm getting somebody back. Then I, I also loved him trying to explain to the ums. He was very demonstrative. Like, yeah. what? It got away. Back to back pitches. <laughs> it's a total coincidence. <laughs> got away from it's me. It's so hot and humid. It's slippery. Yeah. Where's that spider attack when I need it? It's early in this game. That one got away from <laughs> me. My bad. Three more Mets hit last night. Yes. But Buck says, no, we don't. No, we don't need to throw at people. Just right. to throw at people. Two wrongs don't make a right. Man, let's go get that Cardinal pitcher on the Mets. You know what the let's Mets trade need? For him. Forget throwing at the other team and getting into a brawl with them. They yeah. need Major League Two brawl with each other. What do you mean? Bob Euchre passes out. They wake him up. My God, the Indians are beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Rick Vaughn against Willie Mays Hayes. Yeah. You know, I, what I, do we do? Toss him? The whole team? I know yeah, I saw. Get out of here. I know oh, I yeah. saw that movie, but. <laughs> I have no recollection of it. You should throw it on. It's pretty solid. It's know. not one, but it's is in the in the way of sequels. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, that was a uh, Major League Two. Major League Two. Oh, when okay. they beat each other up, yeah. Oh, I Cause, see. Because Ricky Vaughn goes soft. He becomes you know Teflon. All the endorsements and everything, and they're having a crappy year. And eventually, they just you know it's a brouhaha. frustration boils over, and Willie Mays Hayes says a little something. They start going at each other. I think the mascot was involved, maybe too. Yeah, all hell broke loose. Willie Mays Hayes. Willie Mays Hayes. Who was the... Uh, you may hit like Mays, but you 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 may run like Mays, but you hit like bleep. Eddie, who was the uh, <laughs> Kansas City Royal that I feel like his name was like Willie Mays Hayes? Willie Mays Aiken? Yeah, Willie Mays Aiken. God, what a, what a call. It's got to be another 70s, 80s guy. That's a 1980s. 80s. Kansas City Royal. So you being, I'm curious where you stand on this. Yeah. Uh, because our, our boy McMonagall touched some nerves. Oh, through, is that right? Through the night, yeah. It had nothing to do with his take on the Robertson trade, nothing to do on the Jets and Sean Payton and all that. So Shohei Otani had himself a day yeah. on Thursday, right? Complete game. Was it a one-hitter? One-hitter, one, complete hitter, game. couple home runs in game two. Game two, two home right. runs. So three o'clock hour, come on, I'm driving in, he comes out of the out of the update, the little jet talk, and then kind of almost casually mentions Otani's day and how, like, this is the best baseball player who's ever lived. And to me, clearly, I heard it how he meant it. Like, right now, what he's doing at his peak, nobody can compare to what he's doing. Right. And I'll tell you what, those phone lines lit up, and you had all those old guard callers oh. lined up from here to Bensonhurst. Babe Ready Ruth. to take, yeah, like, you can't put him in the same conversation as Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle and this, you're crazy, you're out of mind, blah, 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 And I thought his his point and the way he brought it all together was perfect. He's like, bring every player who's ever lived out to a ballpark. They're all in their prime, you know, 56 Mantle, 27 Ruth, 
and you you line them up and you give me the first overall pick in the draft, I'm taking Otani. He's two guys. He's yes. two players. I agree with that take. There you go. See, I thought you being an old guard guy no. might not be comfortable with that. I'm a 1980s guy. Yeah, but that's old guard now, bro. That's right, but, old, almost 40 years. But these right? guys over 40 years. Right, now. but these guys 80. talking about Babe Ruth. And that yeah, that, but point black these guys are me. like, oh, he hasn't. You know, what's he done? It's one year, a couple of years. You know, and he's like, I'm not talking about his the duration of his career. I'm talking about at his peak, on his best day, like Thursday was. He goes, we have not, in the history of Major League Baseball, no one has ever shown up to the ballpark and done what Otani. Now, maybe maybe there was an example where someone pitched and hit a couple of home runs, but not but it's at a, this level in the way in which he's doing it. Right, and, and we're in an era where that's not a thing. Back then... When yeah, Babe Ruth was it, hitting whatever we called yeah, the but baseball. Was it really a thing? Like Babe Ruth did it, but like his upper echelon offensive years were after he had already put the pitching behind him, if I'm not mistaken. So yes, I'll take your word for it. And I, I don't know. And Babe he was Ruth. the wasn't he the sort of the exception yes. to the rule back then? He was. So that's a, you okay? So you want to throw him the conversation? Then there's nobody else. No, I'm taking Otani. I'm with. Uh, you're with C-Mac. Big Mac, C-Mac, like, whatever you want to call him. I'm grabbing Monogle. two guys right there in one, right. in one draft pick. Yeah, they were like, he's not Bonds. He's not. He's both. And I get it. And and this and that's coming from somebody who leading into this season was like, I think it was a hypothetical. Do you want Otani or do you want Judge? And I was like, I'll take Judge. Because I didn't, I mean, Otani to this point, yes, he's done both, but not at this level. It's weird because like when I was in Little League, Little Fellows League of Colonia, Little League Baseball, and this, I don't know what what age this stops, but the most dominant players in Little League are always the pitchers who are also huge hitters. Yeah, of course. When Why does that stop? And when they come off the mound, you know where they go? To shortstop and dominate in the infield <laughs> and take every cutoff throw and are throwing missiles home to get guys at the plate and but, they're batting cleanup. But there should be more Otanis running around. Ma- there probably Major will League be baseball. in short order now. There now better that he's be. shown, hey, it's, it can be done. Yeah. And I get it. He's okay, fine. Pitching-wise, he pitches once every, what, so they give him the extra day of rest, six days. He DHs. He doesn't play the field. Fine. Perfect. But to pitch the way he's pitched this year, like, I'm not even going to say he's having the best season on the mound, but he's, I would say, in the conversation for, like, top five. And he leads baseball in home runs. He's batting 300 on a team that's without Mike Trout right now. I mean, that's a pretty bulletproof resume. Did the Mets try to trade Robertson for him, and did that not work out? I mean, did we even make Maybe the call? That's what forced the Angels to put out. That, look, he's off the market. Did this we, is this is your best offer. Sorry, yeah. we can't we can't get involved. Did we with that. even make the call? <laughs> you got to make the call. Imagine right. being the GM that has to decide what the proper return package is. Remember how like think about how big the Juan Soto thing was last year, all yes. for all summer, right? And multiply that by what? I don't know. A large, I mean, it's a large multiple, sum. multiple. Yeah, yeah. I would. I don't like when teams trade great players. That yeah. pisses me off. Now with Soto, I get it. He had a couple years of control left. Otani's, you know, an impending free agent. All right. So we'll just keep him. Well, they did. They decided to. All yeah. right. And they're right in the mix. All right. After they that are in sweep the mix. of the Yankees. It's lit a fire under them. It sure has. That's yeah. what Boomer said. Boomer said that that put the Angels in the discussion. Right in there. All right, let's take a quick break here, Sila. When we return, let's talk about that punk, Sean Payton. This is fascinating. I can't wait for week five. We're going to smack you around. I'm glad you, you said week five because Robert Sala was a week off. We are going to smack you around. And then uh, Boomer and Gia will be here at 6 o'clock. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the warm-up show. Jerry's not here today. He was rocking out the Dirk Bentley last night. CeeLo was also rocking out the Dirk Bentley. He showed up. Now, do you think Jerry was actually rocking out the Dirks, or do you think he left after Jordan Davis? I will say that his idea was he was going to see Jordan Davis, right. and then he was going to split. So my guess may was, not have seen any Dirks. My guess was he was got into it and was like, you know what, I'll stick around. Like, where am I going tomorrow or, morning? Or it wasn't his call. Or it wasn't his call, right? He got roped into staying. Right. Well, he's like, going on vacation, right? Do they have somewhere to go, or is it a staycation situation? No, no. He's mentioned they're going to uh, Texas. That's right. Yes. He Texas to, with a dollar sign. He wanted to get away somewhere where it was warmer than 100 <laughs> in New Jersey. He was like, where can we go where it's a little warmer, really enjoy the summer? <laughs> oh, Texas man. tea. Yeah. And they get, I mean, it definitely can be humid down there. It it's can not be. like going out to the desert, right? I guess it depends what part of Texas you're in. Yeah, I, I do know. I think they're kind of going in multiple places. That they're gonna, the Lone Star State. They're going to go to a Texas Rangers game. Mm-hmm. They're going to do a Houston Astros game. Ah, One of those situations. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Now, this Sean Payton. <laughs> where does he get off? Where does he? First of all, he spoke with USA Today. Jared Bell. Jared Bell of USA Jarrett Today. Jared Bell. Jared. Correct. Correct. Was this like a video USA Today, or was no, this like uh, this I've is only just seen written quotes? Just written quotes. Mm-hmm. So he uh, talks to USA Today, and he really seemed uh, very bothered by Nathaniel Hackett, who is now what is he offensive coordinator with the Jets? Correct. Uh, saying that his year in Denver, quote, might have been one of the worst <laughs> coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. I, I, let me just stop you there yes. and say whether you agree or disagree with him going public with this, he's kind of not wrong. Yeah, not wrong. And we always get annoyed at people for not speaking the Correct. truth. Yeah, <laughs> he went he went the other way in this interview. <laughs> so I do appreciate that. There's a sh- I think just a shock value to where we're so we've grown so accustomed to the head coaches saying and giving nothing. Right. 
Like, you know, you read anonymous quotes is one thing. Like, and we're always like, oh, he's damn anonymous. Put your name on it. He put his name on it, yeah. all right? He and said he's a, still getting slaughtered for I'm it. I'm Sean Payton. Nathaniel Hackett was one of the worst coaching jobs <laughs> in the history of the NFL. <laughs> uh, then he went on to say the Broncos uh, were uh, too interested in winning the offseason last year yeah. when he wasn't there because they got Russell Wilson. They had the new ownership come in, the new Walmart ownership. people. Yeah. They got Nathaniel Hackett, right. and he, uh, Peyton, then said, quote, we're not doing any of that. The Jets did that this year. You watch. Hard knocks, all of it. I can see it coming. Yep. What does he's that mean He's fading exactly? the Jets. He's playing the under on their season win total. That's what he's doing. So he's saying that uh, they win the uh, offseason. Oh, and he used the example of the, uh, the then Washington Redskins. Yes. When he was coach of the Giants, Peyton, well, he was like a coordinator. Yeah, yeah. And that the Redskins brought in all these dudes, these high-profile right. free agents, and then sucked. It. I mean, if we're being honest, a lot of times those teams that kind of get put together yeah. like that, it doesn't always go according to plan, or at least not right away. But the, the, the now, Jets it just did with the Bucks with Brady, and they brought you know quite a few stars in as well as Brady. Did the Jets really bring stars in though, other than Aaron Rodgers? No, but they brought a bunch of his pals. Randall Cobb's here, Alan Lazard's here. Uh they got a couple other guys from his Packers days that are that are in in tow. What's weird is we're talking about Dalvin Cook who visited yesterday. Not that not that that's a done deal or anything, but right. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I, yeah. I even what's funny is in the short time I forgot Randall Cobb was even here. He's here. He hasn't practiced yet. He's okay, on the pup that's list. why. Yeah. Pup list. Yeah. Physically unable to perform. Yes. That sounds like not someone you want to bring into your organization. Someone's on the pup <laughs> it, list. It's early. It's a procedural thing. If they put them on at the start, they kind of protect. They can be activated at any time. You also don't want your wife to put you on the pup that's, list. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's where unable. I thought you were going. You don't want to be a man and have physically unable to perform attached <laughs> to your name. No, you don't want that. You don't want that as a press release. <laughs> Who, Al? He's physically unable to yeah. perform. Wah, wah, wah. Al's been put on the pup list. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're feeding him blue chews, though, and he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of his treatment plan. Yeah, I mean, look, I get, I certainly understand why this was juicy and made for headlines and why they went running to Robert Sala with it and why I'm sure CBS is foaming at the mouth for that week five matchup. I get all that. But I think from Sean Payton's standpoint, I mean, these guys. Usually these things don't happen by accident. This wasn't like someone caught him off guard with a question at the podium and he just kind of said the wrong right. thing in the moment. Like this was a pre-scheduled sit-down one-on-one interview. I, and this wasn't just one line. There were multiple quotes sort of revolving around this area. So there was a there was a reason behind him doing that. Whether that what that was, I don't know, other than maybe to take some of the focus off his team or Russell Wilson and put it on himself. But there was a reason why he did that. Actually, if I'm a Denver Bronco fan, I love this, right? He seems like he's he's pissed off at what happened last year in Denver, and he's turning things around. I saw someone say, like, oh, oh, you know what it was? The uh, the offensive lineman who's former Bronco that's, I think, with the Jets now, right? The one who – you wrote it in your show sheet here oh, yeah, on Instagram. Oh, offensive tackle. Right? Uh, uh, d- 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 yeah, you didn't write his I name. I didn't put his name down? Yeah. It's, that's a bad job yeah, I should know it. Yeah. That is a terrible job. Maybe it wasn't him, but somebody essentially wrote, like, oh – Sounds like somebody got to look at their team and they're trying to, you know, minimize expectations. I didn't read it that way at all. No. I think it's a guy that's just like, you know, gung-ho to come in and turn things around and wants to be 
out in front of it, like, hey, look at me for, you know, another, another stroke of the ego. Here I am, Sean Payton. I'm coming in. I'm going to turn this thing around. I'm going to get Russell Wilson back to where he's supposed to be. We're going to compete in this very tough division. We're going to turn things around and win a bunch of games. To me, it exuded confidence yeah, rather than, I agree. than lack thereof. Yeah, Maybe if I'm, I'm a, reading it wrong. Yeah, if I'm a Bronco fan, I'm, I'm like, look at this. this Anthony is Gallo. Guy. Yeah. Yesterday was all about it. I've seen him tweet some stuff out. But it does make for an interesting oh, week five game awesome. against the Broncos now. Here's the problem, though. And and please don't misunderstand me. This is not, oh, CeeLo grew up a Giant fan. He's crabbing the same old Jets, blah, 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 blah. Okay, number one, and, and I'm sure this was an innocent mistake, so I don't want to harp on it too much, but can Robert Sala get the week correct when they circle back to him? Everybody corrected it for him in print. As if he said week five. He which said was, week four. Which was weird that I, I was trying to figure out in print why it was written that way. Yeah. It said week and then in, in like. parentheses. <laughs> yeah. Brackets right, or parentheses correcting week his five. Mistake. Yeah. Okay. Now, in week four, I, I kind of expect the coaches to know this. Again, I'm sure it was innocent in the moment. Maybe he thought he said week five. Week in week four, they played the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs at home in a Sunday night primetime game. Kind of a big one. Fair? Mm. I only expect my coach to know who the next oh, opponent stop, is. Stop. So to me, as long as he knows hey, they're playing now. the Bills in week one. Okay, fine. So let's go that route. All right. Everyone's like, oh, week five, here we come. Get your popcorn. It's going to be amazing. You know, fire emojis left and right. Okay. Jets open Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs. Now, we all agree and the Broncos. Pats are not what the, what they once were, but they still, the Jets still haven't beaten them in seven years. Okay, they've been swept true? in seven consecutive season series by Wait the Patriots. Yeah, I look. I double checked that yesterday. You better quadruple I'm gonna do check it again. That. Check it now, and I'm then gonna check look it, it up again. right here. There's no chance. Yeah, we the definitely... last time the Jets beat the Patriots, I was in the building, December 27th of 2015. They beat them in overtime on a touchdown pass from Ryan Fitzpatrick to Eric Decker. Well, we are sweeping their okay? asses this year. So what I'm saying is. They don't exactly play a cupcake schedule. So what happens if we arrive in week five and the Jets are, dare I say, one and three or somehow zero oh and four? Then, I don't want to. I'm not trying to put negativity out there, but let's be real. They're an underdog at home in week one at home against the Bills. We'll see about in Dallas in week two. Your Cowboys. Pats at home. Winnable game, of course, but haven't done it in quite a while. And then the Chiefs come to town. Now. Maybe they're maybe that goes great. Maybe they're four and zero. Maybe they're three and one. But like, and it's fun right now on July twenty eighth. Oh yeah, week five. Let's not go. Fa- and I'm not saying the Jets are doing this. I'm saying we're all doing this. Let's just let's get through those. Let's get through the season opener Monday night primetime against Josh Allen and the Bills on September eleventh. By the way, before we start worrying about week five in Denver. Okay, that's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. The Jets better have a lot of wins by week five, or he's going to yeah. be right, this uh, Sean Payton. Right, or forget Sean Payton. That's irrelevant. All the expect. I mean, you had Beningo with, with Sala basically, you know, right. Like, let's go. You better win that that week one game. Got to win week one. But there's, I mean, that's a tough game. It is. But maybe uh, Josh Allen's into that uh, actress girlfriend he's got, and he's not hitting the books. <laughs> Hit the books. Maybe. Steph Diggs, you know, after all that drama comes out the other day and says, I could be better for Josh. So it seems like they've mended whatever oh, okay. fences were broken up there. Now I did I mean, see who knows? some of the Jets players hashtagging bounty gate against this. Yeah, uh, Sean I Payton. mean, that's fine. I, to here's me, the, one has nothing to do with the other, but okay. Here's what I could tell you. If that guy 
sends his Bronco defenses at the knees of Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. I'm coming for you. Baby. You are? You're coming Me. for him? And my guys. I think the Jets offensive, my offensive line, line will, will, will take care of that. I'm going to bring me, C-Mac, uh, Big Zoo. Who are the other big fellows around here? Peter Schwartz. Marash. Marash. Sorry, Marash. We've gotten Marash. so accustomed to calling him Marash. All the big guys. Mm-hmm. And me, the leader. We're going to go to Sean Payton's. Probably we'll go to the Broncos facility. Better do it before these guys put together this sponsored WFAN's Biggest Loser Contest. I oh, heard you right. guys talking about That's earlier a good point. this week. Yeah. Because I need my guys big. Right. Because right. I'm going to be the leader. I'm tiny. Yeah. Now, to be fair, like the Jets didn't ask or bring any of this on. They didn't ask Sean Payton to, you know, get involved True. and say these things. So I'm not saying that their focus is in the wrong place, but we're all, all of us consuming all of this out yeah. there. And I get it. I get it. And guess, still a long way to go to the season opener. Let's but, not rush off to week five just yet. But it's something a little juicy for hard knocks, which oh, is the cameras are rolling. 100%. Oh, and I'd yeah. be very curious to see if there's anything uh, more uh, substantial as far as the response than what we got from Robert Sala yesterday, which was some very strange analogies, which we will bring your way with Boomer and Geo coming up in a little less than an hour or so. Awesome. Let's take a break here. And then when we come back, let me see what else I got here. I got a couple. Ooh, I got You're a, never getting to everything. No, I'm not getting to everything. Lengthy but, uh, show sheet I, I, I'm today. Gonna, I'm going to get to some more NFL things oh, uh, items, on this next break. Items. And then Boomer and Geo, as you mentioned, mm. that's 6 o'clock. Hey, Mom, there's something in the back room. Blink. Blink. It's not that creatures from is this new or old? No, this is old. This uh, is from... It's called Aliens Exist. Okay. Blink 182 fans feel that we all owe Tom DeLong a uh, apology because he's been telling us for years and years and years that aliens exist. Oh, yes, of course. And now we're finding out. I have been fascinated They're by out there. some of the videos that have come out of that. What is it? It's a hearing, right? Some sort of hearing, yeah. <laughs> the people that are asking the questions seem, how would I put this? Uh, Stupid? Very No, no, oh. no, no. Just like you and I. It's like they're not, you know, all that up on what's going on. Like you and I could be sitting there asking the same questions. So you're saying like you feel like they should have done some research. I mean, I'm they sure got they did. There. I just I guess it's because it's outside of their 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 element, their yeah. area of expertise, which is why they're having the hearing to get themselves educated on it. It's fascinating. When I can't find thing. something on TV, I will just go on either the Discovery Plus app or Netflix and type in UFO. <laughs> And I I will sit and watch anything where people are talking about UFOs or people are telling me they saw a UFO uh-huh. or they were abducted by a UFO. I am in. So you're like, you're rooting for this to be real. Because I can't see you as someone that would be like comfortable with the aliens, you know, I'm not going to be, com- I'm not going to be comfortable you're with it. You're fascinated by it. You're drawn to it. I'm very interested it. To, in mm. it. Yeah. Very did you like Independence Day? I didn't, I never saw Independence Day. Come on, Day. man. <laughs> I didn't. I was not like a Will Smith it's not just a Will Smith movie. And that other guy, that Tommy other Lee guy, Jones. I'm not a fan of that. Tommy them. Lee Jones. Who was in that? No, you're, you're talking about thinking? Men in Black now. <laughs> right, same thing. All right, fair. That's, that's, that's different. Independence. <laughs> Men in Black was like, uh, it was more playful yeah. about them coming. But Independence Day was like, you know, they're coming to destroy us. Oh, really? Yes. Maybe I got to watch this. Yes. Maybe Bill I'll watch Coleman, that this weekend. Jeff Goldblum, very good cast. Okay. Uh, Randy Quaid, very memorable. But it was a lot. It was an excellent cast. You're it's right. not I, just a Will Smith. Movie. You're right. I was thinking Men in Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, a couple of uh, interesting injury things going on in the NFL. Number one, yeah. Joe Burrow was carted off with a calf injury. Yeah. I don't know what this means. 
Now, I was listening to uh, Evan and Tiki yesterday, mm-hmm. and I appreciate uh, an actual football player. Like, we have Boomer here. They have Tiki in the afternoon. Sure, they played. Yeah, he was talking about, like, a calf injury because I think Marash was like, what if he tore his – that's not a Marash impression. What yeah, if he, that was actually pretty good. What if he tore his calf? And Tiki was like, that's very unlikely. The, the guy <laughs> tore his calf. Not impossible, but unlikely. The first so, thing I think of sometimes when guys reach for the calf is the Achilles, which is like – yes. Further, further down, but that's trouble. I could be mistaken, maybe for the calf, or yeah. the lower calf. But I think it is just a calf injury. Yes, yeah, sounds like strained calf. But then I saw a bunch of people like uh, Mike Florio, a pro football talk, uh, them talking about like everyone keeps talking about this next Joe Burrow deal. Yeah, it seemed that, imminent almost, like before the start of the season. Right. Yeah, they're like he can't go back on the practice field until that deal is done. Um, so what if he yeah. injures that? Uh, Probably. That calf. I would agree. He's got to get it. I mean, let's be honest. The Bengals are not going to be rushing him out there until he's right anyway. Right. Their whole season hinges on it. And that's typical. Like, I see yesterday one of these screenshots. I don't know which sports book it was from or whatever, but the most money bet and the most amount of tickets for Super Bowl futures is on the Bengals. So then you're automatically, automatically like, well, they're not going to win because, you know, the public rarely wins. And I'm like, oh, watch. Burrow's going to get hurt or something. Bang. An hour later, hey, cart it off the field. I yeah. was like, holy crap. Now, Jamar Chase did say that Joe Burrow gave him a nod mm. that he's all right. All good. He said they have a nod that they do with each other oh, when okay. one of them appears injured. If you get the right nod, it's, I'm good. Okay. Precautionary. Precautionary. So all right. I'm with Jamar Chase on this one. I think the nod means that he is very go. precautionary. Week one, we'll see you. And then see Evan was even mentioning that uh, because of where the practice facility is for the Bengals, everyone that gets hurt has to get on a cart because it's not close and you don't want them walking far. Right. So, I don't know, taking those couple of things into account. No buzz. I'm going to give it no buzz. Okay. There was buzz when it first came across. A lot of buzz. Sure. I mean. Quarterback carted off. Absolutely. Right. And a uh, big time. contact lower leg. Yeah. Big time major quarterback well, carted yeah, off. Right, yeah, of course. Then I also saw that uh, Garrett Wilson tweaked an ankle. I saw a still shot of this. Yeah. It looked like a, a standard, like, rolled basketball angle. Standard ankle. tweak. And he walked off with the trainer. He's a little bit of a limp, but. So we won't see him for a couple days, but then he'll be eh, back. I don't know how long. You believe they play a game in a week? Was oh, that what the Hall of Fame game? Yeah, now he, I'm the big guys. I mean, you may not even see Rodgers at any point in the preseason, but yeah, the Hall of Fame game coming up. I was reading this morning that if you do see Rodgers in one of these games, it'll be against the Giants. That traditionally has been like the dress rehearsal. And that's a little different now because they got rid of that fourth. Well, the Jets will play four because they're in the Hall of Fame game. But they got rid of the standard four for teams. That yeah. was always the third one, which was the dress rehearsal. And then the fourth one was all the scrubs that were you know trying to catch on and make the roster. Now, when I did see that, I will tell you that I got slightly nervous because... You'll remember that's the game where Mark Sanchez oh, got remember. hurt because yeah. both teams, or Rex Ryan at the time, was going all out to no, win that. Rex Ryan Snoopy put game. Mark Sanchez back in the game in the second half. That's how because <laughs> he wanted to beat the that's Giants. How that, yeah, correct. Yeah, yes. I don't want that happening. Yes, and also there was a year when Eli got his like face or nose busted. I think that was a preseason game. Oh, is that right? Yeah, down near the goal. I'm pretty sure that was a preseason game. He was like gushing blood from the face. Now it wasn't anything that kept him out for any significant period of time. Right. It was but more yeah, blood. Rex's move to put Sanchez back in completely changed. I mean, it's a you want to talk about the butterfly effect or like a ripple in the like that the chain reaction of that. Right. I mean, I could go on for days. 
Right, and what it did to Rex's career. Rex's even. career, Geno Smith's career, Mark Sanchez's career, John Idzik's career. <laughs> I mean, I could, it just goes on and on and right. on. And you think about, by the way, John Idzik and Mike McCagnan, are they still on this planet? Has anyone heard <laughs> from that? Like, Idzik, nope. I know, worked for the Jaguars for a little bit, like, as their cap guy. McCagnan was like a lifelong scout. Maybe he's scouting for some. I have not heard his. He basically vanished from existence after he was fired by the Jets. It's incredible. Yeah, Think about should... these guys. We're always, you know, same guys. They just recycle these guys and these jobs, and then they stick around forever. And I, maybe he's working somewhere. I apologize if he is. You're right. I have Nowhere not heard found. that name nope. in forever. Gone. <laughs> then Jalen Ramsey got hurt yesterday. This was a more significant one. Uh, he's with the Dolphins now. He is going to need knee surgery. Meniscus. Yeah. Meniscus. Yeah, ACL's intact. I like when they go, uh, he needs knee surgery, expected to miss the start of the season. If I had knee surgery, I'd be like, see you next yeah, year, folks. No, sometimes if they do like a scope, you know, it could be a couple. Of, now, keep in mind, it's day yeah. two of camp. We're still more than a month away from the start of the season. And all, so all these injuries were that early? This was the second day of camp. He even tweeted out, he was like, it's amazing. I've been playing football like 25 years now. My pops still always asks me, how'd your first day go? Well, day two didn't go so well. Day one was good. Day two, not so much. Yeah. He bumped with Tyreek Hill. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you know, collide, collision of some sort. I did not see that mm-hmm. as the uh, reason for the tweaking. That's what I read, at least. Then I was trying to figure out what this meant. Maybe you know, CeeLo. You're a Giants fan. Mm. Saquon Barkley was talking about why he made his deal with the Giants. A lot of people are like, well, it's not really much different than what they were offering you. Why did you make this deal uh, now? I mean, it's kind of worse, technically, I mean, as far as the guarantee goes. But, yeah, go ahead. He said he had an epiphany. Epiphany, yeah. Now, an epiphany to me is like something. Light bulb goes off in your head. Yeah, light bulb yeah. goes off in something your head. Changes. Epiphany, right. I always thought, was sort of a religious moment right. as well. Come to Jesus. Yes, yeah, so, but right. I, I couldn't really figure out what he meant by yeah. that. He said, I had a mindset of what I was going to do. I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. I think he just ran out of cards to play, quite yeah. honestly. And he's like, you know, I'm going to And he go did. On. He even said, he's like, people were like, well, did you really consider sitting out? games or the year he's like i did but if i sit out all year and like don't show up and play like is that really going to make the giants or anyone else want to reward me and pay me more money right. and the answer is no so epiphany. maybe that was the epiphany all right quick break here uh one more story on the other side then boomer and geo at six but first a uh, sports minute i showed you the topic good you can you see it. that far yeah amy uh lawrence shohei otani is god yeah no he's not It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Oh, hi. We're back. Uh, Jerry's out today. CeeLo is in for him. Boomer and Geo are here. Now, I guess, CeeLo, it's time for, I know Peyton Manning's the uh, executive producer of that quarterback's uh, documentary. They they just got to shut it down. It was renewed for next year. The document, you're shutting it down? We got to shut it down for season two. No one wants to do it. Oh. I mean, every day I come in, there's another guy that's out. Pass. Geno Smith now pass. Eh. It's weird. Why don't you Jalen Hurts it? right said no. Yeah, so many of them. I, oh, I could go right. through the, the whole thing. So you're talking How about what? if we just do Al Dukes behind the scenes? All right. I love that. Follow me around here. No, no, no. At oh. home, the whole thing. At yeah. home, nothing happens. I walk a dog. Oh, that'd be so exciting. I take a All nap, plays the Al piano. Dukes. I scroll through Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. It's I an action-packed day. Yeah, I look make, at food labels. Yeah, I make my chicken. <laughs> 
Take care of whimsy. I walk the dog again. Yeah. Instead of a series, it'll just be one episode. You look out on the beach with your binoculars. I do. I check out, see what's going on. Neighborhood watch. Oh, yeah. Narking on people. Very big bikini day yesterday <laughs> at the beach. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd imagine another one on the way today when you get home. I gotta say, the, the beach is filled with uh, women in bikinis who are flaunting their hot bodies uh-huh. and very large women <laughs> flaunting their hot ho- yeah, yeah. Very little in between. There's very little <laughs> average American... Women these uh-huh. days, very little. It's one extreme or the other. Go big or go home. Super tight, athletic body, mm-hmm. large, yeah. large and in charge. You're looking for that middle ground, huh? A middle ground. Sure. Regular American people. You're not, you're not a middle ground guy. I'm huh? a middle ground no, guy. Ask me about my butthole. WFAN. <laughs> WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.